What's going on, man? What's happening? Happy uh, Wednesday, I guess. It was happy until like four minutes ago, man. Wow, what happened? I just get to a trailer that has a flat tire again. <laughs> You're having a lot of flat tires, man. You might want to check yeah. on the maintenance of some of your uh, some of your trucks. Hey, it's not my truck, man. It's the trailer equipment that we're going to pick up. So hopefully that gets see how it plays out. I mean, someone will fix it, I'm sure. Uh, well, before we get started, uh, thanks to our sponsors. You see them on the bottom right, HD Ships, uh, one of the premier agent programs out there. Um, yeah, we appreciate their uh, sponsorship. They've been with us, I think, since almost since uh, day one. So, um, you know, we appreciate them. That's why you see their uh, logo. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for today's uh, guest, Alex. It's uh, We haven't had a, a woman who works as a shipper on the show before, and she also happens to be from my home state, Minnesota. Um, so yeah, it should be, uh, should be fun. Yeah. I mean, let's clarify. She's living in your home state, Minnesota. I wouldn't say yeah, she's not from raised. here. She's not living born and raised in Minnesota. Yeah, no, that is true. Let's bring her on. Let's get us started, man. All right, let's do it. Hey, Becky. Hey, Hi. Becky. How, uh, how's your day going? Happy, uh, happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. And yes, I'm not from Minnesota. <laughs> You're from uh, California at uh, originally, right? Or no? Yep. Yep. California uh, up until about two years ago. So I guess that's a good place to uh, start. Maybe if you want to just, uh, you know, tell everyone how you got into logistics and um, you know, what oh. I don't remember if you were in logistics in California before or got into it in Minnesota, but yeah, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, you know how you got in logistics and how you got to the uh, great state of Minnesota. Oh man. <laughs> um, well, originally getting into logistics, um, first job ever was in a cold storage, um, repacking like variety pack ice creams for Nestle ice cream. Um, from there, didn't really, you know, do anything with logistics after that. Um, had a couple kids and decided, uh, you know, wanted to do something and not do the whole stay at home mom thing. I went to school and did a vocational school for bookkeeping um came out of that started uh kind of like as a sales assistant for a produce company um did that for a couple years inside of that i was doing some um you know booking trucks for you know the produce to mo move um move to another produce company um again sales assistant um with a um a long-term goal to kind of start a freight brokerage from them uh so I was not brokering, but you know what I mean? Brokering, I guess, sort of, sort of speak, um, <laughs> trying to get the, trying to get the loads, uh, you know what I mean? Like direct cheaper. And then, you know, we had a, a contract with our customer to charge a different rate. Um, uh, but we weren't technically brokers. Um, ooh. went back to stay at home mom. Um, once my kids kind of got to an age to where I needed to stay at home with them a little bit more um ended up in the the bookkeeping position that i uh went to school for um out in california did that for about six years um as a bookkeeper moved um from california out here um with the intention of doing bookkeeping out here started uh with the barrel mill as a bookkeeper um and within like two months of working here as a bookkeeper i flipped over to shipping oh wow so how was moving uh, produce? It's always, we just had someone on our last show who does a lot of produce and 
it's that's got to be hectic. Uh, you know, a lot of late nights, a lot of uh, a lot of chaos. I mean, that must have been a fun way to uh, you know kind of get into logistics. I don't know that I would call that fun <laughs> by any means. Um, the Interesting phone, might be the the better word than yeah. Fun. <laughs> the, the phone would ring. You know what I mean? I was California, and obviously you got you know truckers who are you know delivering produce on the east coast so they're three hours you know what i mean ahead and you know they got a 7 a.m delivery appointment and they have a question and my phone's ringing at 4 a.m um i definitely you know what i mean have a, a ton of respect for you know what i mean the brokers and the dispatchers who have to deal with that because i didn't enjoy that part of it whatsoever um I mean, the produce was fun. It definitely has its seasons, you know what I mean? To where you're, you know, you're chasing a, a season, you know, if you're coming, you know, out of Yuma or, and then moving up into, you know, Northern Cal or, you know, Florida or Mexico. Um, it was fun, but it was definitely a lot of work to, you know what I mean, to move produce. And then you have the, the rejection, you know, produce gets rejected so much and then have to remove it to, you know what I mean, um, somebody else. It makes for a, a long process. Yeah, that was the same reason I honestly didn't enjoy reefer freight as a dispatcher carrier. Like just the amount of rejections and donations, and I mean it's like high risk, high reward type of freight. And like you said, the times for for that kind of stuff don't they, they're they're not normal. It's all nighttime or early morning, like Kroger, Aldi, all night receivers. And, I didn't enjoy reefer to be honest at all. So. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite, but you know what I mean. It's what I was doing still. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, what prompted you to to go to Minnesota? Like, how is that where you landed? <laughs> I mean, I've had that topic with my friends. You know, we're all over here, and I've always said Louisville or Nashville. That's like my two choices if I ever had to pick. Minnesota's great, Alex. Don't. Don't yeah, forget. don't. Okay, so I used to in California, you know, I never wanted to go up to the mountains and, and go to the, the snow or anything because I was always like, it's too cold. Um, <laughs> I did a couple summer vacations in Minnesota. We have family out here um, and, you know, loved it. I had as a kid did uh, many vacations in Wisconsin um, and Michigan. So loved the summers out here. Um, and then what actually was kind of like the the final you know what i mean final straw for me leaving california was um we'd gone camping with some of our friends and the lake that we went to only had like um it was only at like 17 percent capacity and for water so california was in huge drought at the time and um it could never have campfires i'm a camping person i like to be outside out you know what i mean like here we have a four-wheeler side by side like i just i enjoy minnesota a lot more um and so we were driving home from our camping trip and i uh you know i turned to my husband and i said i'm done like let's leave and he goes yeah 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 i've heard this before uh it was like a week later i'm like okay I got the loan officer, got the real estate agent, like, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm good. I could get a job. Like we got to move you out here. Um, and so 12 weeks, just a few days shy of 12 weeks, we sold our house, bought a new one via, um, like, uh, you know, Facebook, like, um, video, you know, our real estate agent walked around and showed us our house that way. Um, and we moved out here and I couldn't be happier. I, I wish that I would have left sooner. I don't think a lot of people not from Minnesota realize how much, you know, lakes there are, wilderness, you know, Just outdoor activities everything. in yeah. Minnesota. So what do you guys, um, you know, you 
did someone leave at the shipper role? Um, you know, when you obviously you took it looking to get an accounting and then two months later yep. you're on the um, shipping side. Is that kind of how you know, that no, happened? I, I started with the bookkeeping um, and after I got the position and everything, um, come to find out that once I was hired, the, the production manager <clears throat> kept saying like, man, I need her to work for me, not on the accounting side. Like she's got, you know what I mean? Like a good background that would help with the shipping. Um, we had a guy that worked in shipping, did a fantastic job. Um, I think I just had that little bit more, you know, knowledge and kind of that background from, you know, moving the produce and, and everything else. Um, so just in a couple of different ideas that I had and I had suggested to them, um, not looking to take this position, but they had offered me this position uh, over the the ship, um, the bookkeeping position. Um, and I love the bookkeeping, um, but I think my, you know what I mean? My wheelhouse is probably better fit here than in the, in the bookkeeping spot. So more exciting uh for sure yeah, what, uh, i was gonna what, say the same thing like accounting bookkeeping paper i can't look at that so i need to be talking <laughs> to people moving like i can with that and well, that's that's kind of what it was for like the two months i was there yeah i was talking to people but it wasn't um like what i was used to i'm i'm a talker i'm a people person so <laughs> i needed to be able to like yeah. interact with people Burying and i knew by doing spreadsheet is not really like uh yeah. as no. fulfilling you know not at all not at all so what uh what kind of tell us a little bit about barrel mill what do you guys uh you know produce there um you know are you guys doing mainly you know a combination of truckload ltl ocean uh, just kind of tell us about what you guys do and you know kind of what your uh what your job entails there so we are a cooperage. We um, make American oak whiskey barrels. Um, and aside from the, the whiskey barrels we make, um, we have a product called infusion spirals that um, the breweries and distilleries um, can drop into either a, a used barrel or like a, a, um, a tank stainless steel tank or whatever um to to give them that same kind of like flavor profile as if they had it in a whiskey barrel uh and then we have a a display line too so we'll take like any of our whiskey barrels that um we do not deem um to be up to our standards you know for um holding liquid if we feel like maybe they might leak a little bit we pull them off of the line and we use them as a display so um those go to liquor stores those go to still you know distilleries in place they might use them for you know just display purposes yeah like when i went to the liquor store there was always those casks sitting around with just a bunch of stuff inside of them so i yep. guess that's how they came to get to that point yep yep and you'll see like um like the whiskey barrel like heads you know what i mean with like um logos on them and stuff like that so we um we can laser engraved we can stencil we can screen print on heads um so we got a pretty cool little operation that we do you know for that so, um so the shipping side of that work do you guys like is that palletized like each barrel i mean they're pretty big like yep so we we have different size um of the barrels we have uh oh, yeah. two and a half gallons fair, up yeah. to a 53 <laughs> gallon um and then they for the most part, they are palletized if they are, you know, a bigger quantity. Um, and that's, it, it, it takes a little bit of uh, trying to figure out what that fine line is, um, you know, going to a, a customer of, 
am I going to ship it in a box on, you know, ground, you know, parcel, or am I going to put it on a pallet and ship it, you know what I mean, uh, via LTL? Um, so, Matt, to answer your question, we run full truckload, we run LTL, we do parcel, um, we do do some uh, container stuff. Um, we take some of our barrels. We have a, um, a customer um, in Jamaica who uses the barrels to store coffee beans. Oh. Um, so we actually construct the barrel, get it all constructed, and then deconstruct the barrel, put all the parts on a pallet and send, um, you know what I mean, a pallet, you know, multiple pallets in the ocean container. Um, we can send like 2,000 barrels in a container if we, you know, deconstruct them and then they just kind of build them back up. Yeah, like um, Ikea style, like just put it back <laughs> <laughs> The Ikea of whiskey barrels. Yeah, Ikea whiskey. That should be your guys' new slogan. Man. The new how, logo. How was the learning process? I mean, that sounds like a lot of different things to uh, to learn and processes and different modes. Um, you know, was that a, was that a fun process? You know, learning all that. I'm guessing it, it took a little while. It it took a while. I'm still learning, right? There there's still a learning aspect. You know what I mean? Every day something comes up, and you you know what I mean? Have to figure it out. Um, uh, you know, for me, you know, importing, we've, um, you know, imported some um, specialty woods in um, from like Japan. So that was a whole new process to, you know what I mean, to learn that, um, you know, shipping produce, I, or, you know, in the sales part of it, I never had to deal with, you know what I mean, like the, um, the importer export part of it, we had a whole new crew for that. So um even here exporting our stuff out you know what i mean having to to get it inspected and things like that so it's definitely been um you know a learning curve um i've enjoyed it like i i love i love my job like i truly like am happy with you know what i mean where i'm at oh no day is the same i'm sure i mean you guys do no, not at all all the different stuff you're you're doing we gotta do you see uh darren's comment alex if you want to put it yeah, up yeah, yeah like ikea furniture is the reason for drinking you know whiskey and bourbon <laughs> <laughs> man i won't even lie we have one ikea where i live and i had to buy something recently like back when i lived in canada it was easy i don't know why but you know i had a bunch of ikea furniture i bought something from there and i struggled like like you know it was a wardrobe and I'm ready for it to just break any day now, so I'm not. Just sure. go get a new one. Yeah, I'm not very uh, good at IKEA furniture yet, to be honest. So I don't think I... anybody is ever really ready for IKEA furniture. <laughs> it's always it looks so easy. It's like adult Lego, you know. But then when you start touching it after it's ready, it's like eh, I don't know. So... It's rickety, and it like IKEA always yeah. gives you always gives you um the brackets to like mount it on the wall and i'm like because you know that it's not sturdy i mean <laughs> if i didn't have cats i don't think i would ever use the brackets but uh with the cats you have to i mean how does the day look for you what's like you know a typical work day for you um so i i get in the morning and uh go to our system and, and pick our orders off of our pick list um give them to my uh warehouse guy he boxes them all up palletizes them you know gives me all the um specs back and then it's enter in you know what i mean fedex or enter in uh ltl orders um troubleshooting um you know customers wanting to know where their stuff is um <laughs> does that lead you to just ask the broker where his like where your stuff is which leads them to ask the carrier where their stuff is no so i mean i i don't know i i mean i don't want to like 
toot my own horn, you know, but like toot toot. Um, I, I really like, I feel like I'm a good, like I'm a good shipper. Like I pretty much like give everything to, you know what I mean? A broker, like everything that they need right out the gate. I'm pretty, you know, chill, um, unless shit like really hits the fan. Um, but if I'm looking for a truck and broker has, um, you know, tracking, I'll look myself, like I'll, I'll look and see like, where's this guy at? You know what I mean? Kind of a thing. What's um, uh, your it, preferred trucker tools or macro point? Which one's your uh, favorite? Um, I don't think I've ever used trucker tools. I don't know that, um, any of them have ever been on trucker tools that if I've, I've had the access to macro point has usually been the one, um, which is weird because like, it'll say that like, um, you know, uh, I've had it happen to where it shows me that the driver like passed through, um, Matt, you're familiar with Minnesota. Like it'll say like the drivers like passed through St. Cloud, like on their way up to us. But then if you like look at the map, it puts them in like Africa. So I'm like, how is this really accurate if it's telling me one spot, but the, the pin is in another country? Um, so I, I've only ever, you know, dealt with the, the macro. Um, it's not bad um, when the truckers have it turned on. Yeah. You know, I mean, they don't always turn it on. So occasionally I do have to ask like, hey, where's this at? Um, more of my tracking and troubleshooting comes from my LTL side. So just trying to, you know what I mean, figure out where it's at, maybe why it's been sitting, um, you know, sitting at a terminal for several days, not really moving, um, you know, just kind of things like that. So and nine times out of 10, it's sitting at the terminal, not moving because it's set up for an appointment and the customer just hasn't answered their phone or got back to the terminal to set that appointment. So um, it just kind of sits there in the no man's land waiting for a phone call. Yeah. LTL is a lot harder to figure out what's going on. At least that was my brief experience with LTL. I, I like LTL. I mean, I like the, you know, idea that I guess for me, you know what I mean? As a shipper, you know, all these brokers and everybody, it's different. My version of LTL is different than, you know what I mean, a, a broker's version of LTL because they're thinking in the, I guess, the aspect of where I'm my partial, you know what I mean? If it's a partial truck, I'm only using a little bit of the truck. Um, so it's, it is different. It's interesting to see, you know what I mean, in the world of, you know, trucking and logistics, how LTL can be used in, you know what I mean, different, different ways. Um, but I mean, I like my, you know, my LTL. Um, one of the things for when I got here, um, you know, they were using um, a, a 3PL for everything, um, LTL and all. And uh, so one of the things that I came into the company and was like, hey, we ship so much LTL with one particular um, carrier, you know, why are we not going direct and trying to, you know what I mean, capture a little bit, you know what I mean, better savings. So, um, you know, trying to do that then was a learning curve too, you know what I mean? To learn all their little, you know, things that you had to do perfectly to make sure that, you know what I mean? Everything, um, invoiced and flowed through correctly. So that was, that was fun. I, uh, I saw Kyle commented when you were talking about, uh, being an easygoing shipper, he said, can confirm. I don't know if you saw his comment. <laughs> I can't see any comments. No, not on the, the screen that I'm uh, on. It doesn't work okay. that way. Uh -huh. no, yeah. yeah, I'll just bring them up on the screen for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> that works. That works. 
Yep. Uh, Kyle, Kyle's a good broker to, to deal with too. I had a good time. I, I met up with Kyle a couple of weeks ago and it was, it was a really good time. Yeah. I know Kyle personally too. He's a, uh, I can, I can confirm that he's a great guy. Yeah. How does this commodity work? I mean, I wouldn't assume there's a lot of people ordering like a hundred, 200 barrels at a time. Do you see like a lot of small scale, like one to five, five to 10 type of barrel loads? Or is um, it a lot of full truckload? Is it a lot of huge companies? Um, we we do. So several of our bigger um, distilleries, our bigger customers will order that um, that full truckload. Um, and then a lot of them, if they're going with the full truckload, we actually like floor load or hand stack that. Um, we can get almost double the, the barrels on there for the same price of that um, truck. So a lot of our customers that do order bigger quantities, um, especially of our big 53 gallon barrels, they take those um, hand stack to capture that um, that rate, you know what I mean, to get double the barrels for the same cost as, you know what I mean, as if we were to palletize it. We do, um, it, I don't know, it's it's hard to say. Um, Alex, some, some days I have like a heavy um, FedEx load to where I only have, you know what I mean, like, onesie twosie barrels um and then there's some days where i have you know 10 bols because i have you know multiple pallets going out it depends um on the customer on how they order some of them are smaller scale they're only doing you know what i mean smaller batches so they only need a few barrels um and some of them take more barrels so we do yeah. palletize those. i mean just in terms of volume i can't imagine i mean maybe i'm wrong uh, i have no knowledge on the topic but i would assume you know a whiskey barrel company's not shipping out you know five thousand barrels a week like no um no not that many um i would say probably our biggest weeks are going to be when we have those um you know those hand stack loads um there have been times where we've you know uh double dipped and i've done two in a week so we're sending out, you know what I mean? Those weeks we could easily send out, you know what I mean? Um, five, 600 barrels in a week. Yeah. I mean, I think like Mal was saying, um, with this type of situation, you're learning, like you're, you're dealing with a lot more. Like you got FedEx, sometimes LTL, sometimes full truckload. I mean, there's guys coming in. Yeah, I ship a thousand loads a week, but it's all just dry van or it's all, you know, one specific thing. I mean, it seems like you have to get creative sometimes when you're shipping certain commodity and try to make it cost effective. That That is true. Um, and especially the freight on our barrels. I can send, you know what I mean, one pallet of barrels out to California and it can cost $1,300. You know what I mean? Just depending on what volume is available there to toss on to, you know what I mean, uh, an LTL truck. Um, but I could take that same pallet and send it, you know what I mean, to Florida and it only costs $300. So, you know, trying to get, you know what I mean, that's, that is one of the things that I, I strive for because um, I'm that person that I don't, I don't like to pay, you know what I mean, like crazy full price for everything. So I try to take like my love for not paying full price for stuff and try to help my customers out and not like have to pay like crazy, you know, rates for them um and i mean it is pretty cool when i can you know what i mean like like actively show like a customer like hey you know on your last order you you know what i mean it was 40 dollars per barrel you know freight and this time when i shipped it in i was able to get it into you for 30 dollars. it might not seem like a lot but when you have you know what i mean 60 barrels or something it adds up quick um so i think you definitely have to be able to look at you know creative solutions 
mean, like you said, if you want to slap one pallet onto the wrong truck, he could charge you a thousand dollars. Another truck might charge you, you know, oh, maybe it's the, the end of his, you know, he already has three LTLs in there. He'll give it to you for like 50 bucks. So definitely it's, creative, creative it, job. It, it takes some, um, some work. And the good thing about kind of like where we're at too, is there are some customers who, you know what I mean? Oh, I want it right away. And it's like, okay, well, if you want it right away, you know what I mean? It's going to cost. But then we have some customers or I'll call them and I'm like, Hey, how bad do you need this? And they're like, well, I don't need it for a couple weeks. And I'm like, okay, so if I hold off on, you know what I mean? And try to find that partial or try to find that guy, like you said, Alex, who might have a couple more skid spots, you know what I mean? And give it to us for a little bit cheaper. You know, it's, it's a win-win that way. I mean, I like, you know what I mean? A little bit of a challenge. I don't like the crazy challenges, um, the headache challenges, but um, it's, it's fun. How much of a, uh, a shock, uh, I'm, I'm guessing we have a lot of brokers watching right now. So how, how much was of a shock was it for you going on the, you know, shipper side in terms of, you know, the number of phone calls you get, the number of emails, oh. um, link, uh, LinkedIn messages. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe you're hidden a little bit since you're out in uh, Avon, Minnesota. So maybe they don't no, you know, pop no. up as much, but they still find me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure so, coming on a podcast was a great idea. It's, it's only going to so, help your situation. I know, right? <laughs> so when Matt, when you asked me that and I was like, oh, let me think about it. That was literally my first thought. Do I want to do this and open myself up to this? Like, I'm asking for it. Like, just I'm asking for it. That, that's all that I can honestly say. And it was funny because when I started getting a little bit like more active and like posting more, <laughs> Like calls started coming in more and, and I've got my sales team trained good. I love my sales team. I have them trained very well. I do not take any calls like that. You, you, a call doesn't come into me. They are my first line of defense and it gets pushed out to an email. So, um, th they'll give the email address out. Um, and then I can, you know, reply off of that, but man ever since i definitely started getting um you know what i mean a little bit more you know like vocal on linkedin the amount of you know what i mean emails and and phone calls that are still coming in um have definitely grown i i think today alone she trolls the hell out of us i do i do so because you you decided to come on here troy i have your support group meeting time posted um you know troy needs a support group apparently i troll him too bad um so i i posted his his time there in the corner oh, for him kyle's comment was pretty good too what kyle say you and linkedin inbox oh yeah my it's just ridiculous <laughs> this guy busted out rest in peace to your myspace rest in peace yeah <laughs> Um, and the good thing is, is, um, you know, with the emails, I try to reply, you know what I mean? As you know what I mean? Like to what I can, I don't have, you know, time to sit and reply to every single email. Um, but for me, it's, you know what I mean? If I get the same generic blank email, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm, it's not even worth my time. Like, uh, you know, those I mean, ones. I'm... Are you looking for a new service provider? <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not. We're not. We're not that big. Like you heard me say, like some days, you know what I mean? I'm all, you know what I mean? FedEx, like a, a broker is not going to do me any good for that. Um, You know, and then the LTLs, 99% of my LTLs, I do myself. Like I don't use a, a third party or anything for that. So it's only those 
you know what I mean, partial loads or full truck loads that, you know what I mean, I'm looking for, you know what I mean, um, help with, you know what I mean, with a broker. Um, I mean, that's I'm, the thing, like, it's whiskey barrels. Like, I, I just can't wrap my head around, like, are they hand-built? Like, We do. We have, we yeah. are a hand-built cooperage. We are not automated. That's what um, I'm saying. Like, I can't see a world in which you're shipping thousands of these barrels. Like, you know, like, it's it's kind of not. like a niche commodity. And you guys seem yeah. like you, you value quality. And you're doing like hand built stuff. And I mean, yep. the people blowing you up, what are you going to offer them? Like 15 loads a month max? Like, you know, it's, if, it's just if kind of that, a niche some, thing. some months might be, um, you know, some months might be great um, that we might have heavy. Um, some months that we, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have hardly any that I'm moving. Um, for my whole Q1, whole Q1 for partial and truckload, I have, um, maybe 25 loads for three months you know what i mean that yeah. that are gonna it's not i don't need 18 you know brokers blowing me up and trying to give my business to it yeah, i no. mean they can all save you save you ten dollars if you do it 18 yeah. times you could get it for free at a certain that's point that's what i was yeah. gonna ask how, how creative are these uh we always ask the shippers to come on how creative are these emails you get do many of them actually know your your business or is a lot of none. it just generic none very very few and far between actually like look up you know what i mean what we do um occasionally um and and the ones that have um are the ones that typically like you know what i mean have have my business um or that we you know what i mean communicate and you know what i mean um but yeah no i've i've gotten some um you know i have a on my um linkedin i have you know what i mean like i'm not willy wonka um, so I had somebody just this week message me and say, um, you know, he was looking to get like a golden bar for his like nephew's, you know what I mean? Birthday or whatever. So, um, you know, definitely, you know, got, got my attention because you read the profile. You weren't just trying to shoot, you know what I mean? Like a, a connection request over there or shoot me some email, like with a pitch. Um, you know, so it, it resulted in, you know what I mean? He got a phone call, um, you know he provided some you know some quotes um you know pricing's right in line with you know what i mean everyone else that i'm seeing so it's you know what i mean there's not like a, you know what i mean i i don't really i don't know how to explain it um the best way i guess i can explain it is like um you know i had a conversation with kyle i'm that person that if i get you know five quotes for something i'm not going to take the cheapest person and as a shipper, you might think, okay, that's kind of weird. But if your price is coming in and you're coming in, you know, significantly lower. And, and for me, in, in our market, significantly lower is three, $400. You know what I mean? Um, you're probably going to struggle to cover my load. I'm probably going to get a drop off. Um, I'm probably going to get the good old um, driver had a maintenance issue, you know, two hours before, you know what I mean? My scheduled, you know, pickup time. And then I have to deal with, you know what I mean, waiting around and, you know, scrambling and, you know, making sure I got staff here to load or whatever. So I don't necessarily like to do that. So I'll pick, you know what I mean, like some brokers who are right in line with, you know what I mean, like kind of everyone else and, you know what I mean, kind of, you know, sway my business, you know, one way um, or the other that way. Again, I don't have a lot of loads, so there's, 
it's not like I just have like loads. You get a load and you get a load and you get a load. I, I'm not Oprah. You know what I mean? Like passing I out mean, loads. What kind of stops you guys from just handling it all yourself? You know, um, I mean, I don't want to put any brokers, uh, you know, sending You're gonna me, put them all out of me, business. Now. I don't want them all sending me death threats and stuff. But uh, like, I mean, I understand at a certain point when you need a broker. But when you're doing like, you know, like what stops you from just posting your own freight? Like, yeah, people are going to say, okay, you don't have credit and you might have to do quick pay half. Like you could even just hand them half when they pick it up and then just sell them half when they deliver it. Like just go on DAT, post your barrel, how you need move your own freight. Like, do you know, I mean, you want to know why? I want to know. I don't, yeah. I don't want the phone call at three o'clock in the morning saying I blew a tire and I need some, I'm not going to make my, you know what I mean? My delivery load or whatever. Uh, uh, I don't want to deal with that. Um, that's just not, you know what I mean? My, sorry, I had a message pop up. Um, I, I don't want to deal with those headaches and, um, there's a lot like I know that these brokers do a lot to vet these carriers and I watch oh, you guys yeah. post it all the time double brokers and you know what I mean like all this stuff I I have enough in my bubble I don't need to <laughs> uh, no yeah. I mean I feel like, you honestly on the carrier vetting side in this market at this moment like that like just the, like that's enough like that's already like a job like so I, mean, I feel you on, on that side of it. Um, you know, brokerage is struggling. Carriers are struggling. Like, I, I would honestly see the value in just paying somebody to just, just to vet carriers is enough of a problem. So, and I mean, that's, and that's, that's pretty much, you know what I mean, what it is. Do we have the resources? Do we have the capacity? Am I capable of doing it? Yes, 100%. Um, that's why I went direct with our, you know what I mean, our LTL stuff. But that's a little different than vetting out, you know what I mean? All these, you know what I mean? Different, you know, MC numbers and, you know, whatever. It, mm, I don't I mean, if you slowly kind of start to build your core, Alex, code, just, just let me know. Let me know. You know? <laughs> Alex, Alex uh, hasn't been on the broker side. So he, and and I've had, I've had, it. I've had, you know what I mean? Several like carriers, you know what I mean? Like reach out, you know what I mean? And want to do, you know, kind of a direct thing. Um, yeah, I I don't like I said to me then that becomes me kind of being that that broker um and, no, and I taking like that off. answer. Honestly, your answer was like that that's the best possible reason you could uh, for for going that way, you know. Yeah, I don't that's just not, you know what I mean, not me. I don't want to have to, you know, deal with waiting and and trying to get phone calls back and um the great thing about my job and what I love about my job is when I walk out the door, that's it. I, there's no, there's no lingering. I don't have, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like phone calls. I don't yeah, yeah. If you're, if you I, book your I, own freight, it's over. Yeah, you're going yeah, home. You're thinking about it. Yeah. Oh God. Am I going to get this covered today? Or the phone's ringing. I'm trying to eat dinner and I got you. Hey, I'll take yeah. that load. You know, I don't want to deal with with I mean, all that. So I think you've highlighted, you know, the the broker's role and their value that they bring to the oh, table. You know, one hundred percent. And I'm also, um, you know what I mean that that person where I've, you know what I mean. I've had a broker come in and they're like, oh, I can run this for, you know what I mean, three four hundred dollars lower than somebody else. And I was like, why? 
if the market's here, <laughs> why, why, you? Yeah, yeah, like, why are you giving? Are, are you, you putting it on the train? What are you doing? That, that rate for that cheap. Like, <laughs> I, I guess for me, I see the value in a broker. So I understand also that a broker is going to make money. Like that's, it's business yeah. 101, right? Even like that's what a broker is, is there for. They're providing the service. Therefore, I'm going to pay for that service by having an upcharge and you know what I mean? And what it is. Um, I don't, I would never really want, you know what I mean? Any of my brokers to, you know what I mean? Eat it on a load. Um, that's, that, that doesn't make me, you know what I mean? Feel good as a shipper. I'm not trying to get somebody to, to cover my load at a loss. That's not a win-win for anybody. Um, you know, so. Is it a. Kind of going back to the uh, to the you know emails and thankfully you have a good sales team screening your calls. Um, as a shipper, what do you think the the best way to you know we always ask shippers and it's it's surprising. Usually the answers are one or two things. Phone calls is the last answer for every shipper we've had on. But what would be your preferred you know method of you know people reaching out? I mean, do you prefer LinkedIn? Do you prefer emails? Uh, do you prefer uh, Minnesota people? I don't know if you've ever had somebody just show up at your office. I'm guessing that's not high on the list. So, so I am a stickler and um, love my FedEx rep to death, but the dude shows up unannounced all the time. I'm 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 one person that you know like does all of this. So if I'm in the middle of something and you show up unannounced, I might get a little cranky. Um, Wait, you're no rep matter, for FedEx? <laughs> yeah, he'll just show up. Like, I'll hear the car door, and then I'll look on my camera, and I'm like, man, he didn't call. You know, but it's never like that bad of a deal. He's like, hey, you want to go to lunch? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I'm sure lunch. the intentions are great. But <laughs> yeah, no, they are. Um, so, no, I wouldn't like it if some broker just randomly, like, popped into my building and was like, hey, let's discuss freight you can kindly see yourself right back out the door and shoot me an email because that's probably going to be the best, you know what I mean? Way to, um, to get a hold of me or on LinkedIn. I mean, I don't, I don't mind getting them on LinkedIn. Um, what I don't <laughs> mind is by all means, by all means, I tell all of my customers, you're more than okay to handle your own freight. That's one less thing that I have to do. Yeah, I figured because, you know, Minnesota and like I've lived with like, you know, people in those rural areas for a few months. Like I would imagine some local people just like, I'm going to throw it in my trailer, in my pickup truck. I'm going to just pick up my own stuff. Like, we I mean, have local, customers local. in Wisconsin that'll drive over with like a flatbed trailer. We'll load them up. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. have that all the time. Yeah, um, I can imagine so many of those guys that just need a couple bears. Like, yeah, I'm just going to bring it. I'm going to grab it myself. So. Well, and it's cheaper too. You know what I mean? Like oh, for them, course. even if they're pulling a trailer, you know, even with the price of, you know, gas, that's, that is the good thing about being in Minnesota. You know, our gas prices are like $2 a gallon cheaper than, you know what I mean? Say California. So, um, yeah, we do have a lot of customers from, you know, the Dakotas, um, uh, Wisconsin that will pop in and pick up their own stuff. Yeah. Did you say, um, we sorry, we kind of cut out there. But you were saying on LinkedIn, it's LinkedIn is your preferred method, but sometimes it can get a little overwhelming. I think you were starting to say. Yeah. So I've had people that will message me on LinkedIn before I can even read it on LinkedIn. They're like sending me an email at work, and then you know what I mean. Like then my phone rings, and I'm like, like you know, give a girl a minute to reply, please. You know, like. It might take, you know what I mean, a day or something, but I really try to reply to, you know what I mean, as many that I can. I don't like, um, you know what I mean, the, 
you know, being left on red or, you know, not replying to people. But, um, you know, honestly, I hate doing that too. But like, I mean, I think the people that you leave on red, like they, they kind of should have seen it coming. Like for the most part, like, like when you know that you're just getting copy paste spam, like I'm, I'm not gonna, I don't reply those. I don't reply to now when people like, um, address an email to me and you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's somewhat, you know, personalized. I will reply yeah. back to them. Um, if you can tell a human put any amount of effort into that, like, email or message, like, okay, I'll take take a minute to look at it. But, if but you're sometimes just when you tell them no, they still don't get the clue. And you got to keep telling them no. And keep telling them no. And keep telling them no. I had one where I told a gal for almost eight weeks straight no. <laughs> to where... My email finally was worded something along the lines of, I have asked repeatedly for you to stop emailing me. I do not have any, you know what I mean? Like any business that I have to be able to, to give to anybody else. Yeah. But this I is mean, becoming borderline you... harassment. Oh. <laughs> you see, uh, do you see one brokerage where you have like multiple reps from the same, oh, same company oh, calling you to? All the time. It drives me up a wall. I'm like, do you, do you look at your system? like and then i tell them hey thanks for reaching out i already deal with the broker at you know what i mean at your thing usually the reply i get back is oh i didn't see you in the system so you're calling me a liar like <laughs> what do we i mean what can you really do when like the linkedin culture you know you have people posting every day like you got to be persistent don't let a no be a no like i mean people are just selling like you know being persistent it, but like you said at a certain point it becomes like harassment like a legal issue <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah, I mean, selling on LinkedIn is. I, I, when I was a broker, I did no selling on on LinkedIn. I have shippers that are friends of mine on LinkedIn, but I, I'm not sure that you know LinkedIn. Like, like you said, you probably get 50 messages on on LinkedIn a day. And I'm sure. I'm sure it's hard too screening those because you probably see a connection request and there's already a message with it. You know, so, so you probably oddly are, enough, oddly enough, I get. A massive amount of connection request with no message or anything you know what i mean like connected um and i'll see that there's tons of like mutual connections but my thing is is like why are you you know what i mean like i i guess you know reaching out kind of a thing um i'm that person like i don't need you know 18 million connection requests it just makes it a lot of shit for me to scroll through um so i i don't I I will reply and I will nine times out of 10 accept a connection request if there is a message that is connected to it. Um, the majority of them, I'll just ignore them. Yeah, that's what I was telling Alex because Alex looked at your LinkedIn before and she's like, is Becky new to LinkedIn? I see she just has 200 connections. I'm like, no, she's not new. She just doesn't accept very many people. <laughs> right now, I'm I'm almost positive there's over 80 con like connection requests in my in the box that are just not unanswered. I'm sure it'll go up after this. Uh, yeah, today I can only imagine. <laughs> I should have I should have taken a screenshot of it before to after to see what it is. So yeah. what about um, what do you look for once a, a broker? I'm sure, like I said, a lot of brokers are watching this. You know, once you start working with break, a broker, break down the barriers. Yeah, once if you start working with a broker, what do you what are your kind of your expectations as a shipper? What do some of your you know good providers do in both LTL and FTL? I also want to touch um, after that on the billing aspect of it because I know you made a post about that a while ago, and I think that's a 
interesting topic, but uh, maybe yeah. yeah, just start off with what you look uh, look for with uh, you know your providers. So for me, I mean, obviously, probably everybody's big thing, right, is communication. Um, if I'm setting up, um, if I'm setting up, you know, a truck, um, especially like my hand stack ones, right? These are these are my best example. If I'm setting up a hand stack one, I have to bring in like four or five extra guys to help load that truck so we can get it loaded out pretty fast. Um, those take anywhere from two and a two to, to three hours to load, just kind of depending on, you know, what we have going on. So if I'm bringing guys in early, that means I'm paying them from the moment that they start, you know what I mean? Um, if I have to sit around and wait for a truck for two hours, uh, it just chaps my ass because I've now paid those guys. Um, and it's kind of a, you know what I mean? One of those things, whereas if a driver's being loaded and he takes too long to be loaded, they can, you know what I mean? Slap that, you know what I mean? Detention charge on you. But if I have a 1030 appointment time and that driver doesn't show up until, you know, 1230, I don't sit there and charge you, you know what I mean? Like for, you know what I mean? $200 for, you know what I mean? A late show up fee, um, you know, because shit happens like, right? Like you might have blown a tire, you might be on the side of the road or, you know what I mean? Something like that. Um, so for me though, it's that, that broker communicating with me like, Hey, this guy, you know what I mean? Had a, you know, something happen or whatever, like his new ETA is, you know what I mean? Is this, um, you know, I prefer to have that information like as soon as possible. So that way I can make adjustments if I need to, to like push my guys off to not come in so early. So that way they're not just standing around, you know what I mean? Twiddling their thumbs. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've said this kind of time and time again to every shipper and broker that comes on here. Like, if the broker tells the carrier, the carrier tells the broker, like, there might be a problem. Give me 10 minutes. Like, that's a lot better than waiting an hour or two to see if it's going to be a problem. I thought everybody's kind of scrambling at the end. Yeah, that's too late. So, yeah, it's I too mean, late at that point. You know what I mean? If I'm having the call to ask where the driver is, it's Yeah, late. that's already it's, it's already too late. It's already a problem. Um, Have you had to deal with that, hopefully? Not too much? <laughs> I've had to deal with it, yeah several times um and um i don't use that broker anymore <laughs> easiest way to lose a customer not communicating I, yeah it's it it communication it's is is a big thing you know what i mean like again we don't ship a whole lot you know we don't i don't i don't make everybody you know schedule appointments or you know what i mean do that we are pretty much a first come first serve you know what i mean facility minus those you know what i mean hand stack loads only because i have to bring in extra manpower to load so if you're not going to communicate with me you know one time sure two times you know what i mean okay but it's like three strikes you know what i mean like you're out i i don't have the i don't have the patience for that patience is not my best virtue that's probably why it's good that i'm not like in alex's position like as a dispatcher or you know what i mean like a broker no patience none um I, so, you honestly, it kind of you learn. It, it comes with, uh, I would say, age experience. Like at the start, I wasn't very patient, but now it's like I've heard every. Like at, at this point, like when I get to a, a trailer that has a flat tire on pickup, it's like it's just gonna keep happening. It's always gonna happen. Like, well, what am I supposed always to gonna be something, right? Like, you know, you just gotta look. Like, what are we gonna do now? Like, call the broker. Let's call this guy. Let's see the repair. Let's schedule. Like. For tomorrow, I have a pre-booked load. I already told the guy, hey, I got a flat tire on this load. I don't know if I'm going to pick up tomorrow. Give me an hour. You know, let's start looking at, at recovery options. Because 
it's not fair for me to be like, oh, let me wait for this tire and hope I make this delivery. And if every star aligns, I'm going to get this guy's preloaded freight tomorrow. Like, I'd rather just and, tell him, hey, look, things are going wrong. Let's just discuss this in an hour. Yeah. And, you know, you know just as well as I do, those stars are not going to align. You know, yeah. like, hey, hey, they so do honestly <laughs> gambling and dispatch are like they go hand in hand. Like I've taken so many like risks and they, they the stars align. I'll tell you honestly. Don't tell like, your brokers that. No, yeah, no, no, I'm not stars, a I'm not a big, line. big risk taker. So I'm like, yeah, no, I'd rather edge on the uh, you know, side of caution. I mean, in my early career, I took a lot more risks than I do now. Um, at this point, when I'm like, I'm two hours away, if I need to be empty of 45 minutes for this to work out, I'm just going to say, I don't even want to deal with the headache. Like, when yeah. I was like my first year, I was like, yeah, I'll make it. I'll get empty of 40 minutes. Of course I will. Like, And sometimes no. you would, sometimes you wouldn't. But I mean, I definitely uh, honed down my uh, risk taking as the time goes by. So communication is a is a big one. Are there you know other things you know you look for um, you've had had issues with? Um, communication has been like the the make or break point for us. Um, and that you know what I mean. I don't know for me I, that's probably it. You know what I mean. Somebody who's um gonna have like you know what I mean for me like a good personality. Um, and somebody who can um. Mm, what's the best way to say this a like i said i have no patience um i shouldn't say i have no patience sometimes i just have absolutely none sometimes i have all the patience in the world um but i have been referred to um in at work um as you know bulldog becky um <laughs> i i just like i said i'm not willy wonka like i don't sugarcoat shit so I, you know what I mean? I need somebody who's gonna have a backbone, who's gonna be able to take me, you know what I mean? Maybe making a phone call and, you know, being, what the fuck, you know what I mean? But then the next day being like, oh, hey, you know, like, did you go camping this weekend? You know, and, and being able to, you know what I mean? Just kind of flip that and just not have it be, you know what I mean? An issue. Um, I think that's key. You brought up personality because I, I think a lot of brokers don't realize that. But I mean, most of my best customers were like friends you know we would you have to and you have to relate there has to be something you know what i mean relatable um <laughs> just like you said it, it it i would rather have a broker that i can really say like i have like a friendship with like oh hey you know it, let's meet up and have you know what i mean drinks and it's it's fun it's not just just work talk you know what i mean kind of a thing i i don't want to you know what i mean I don't want always, you know what I mean, discuss work, you know what I mean, with somebody. I want, you know, a broker. I want somebody to pick up the phone and, you know what I mean, to be able to, you know, shoot the shit for a little bit and then be like, oh, yeah, hey, I got this coming up, you know what I mean, kind of a thing. I mean, um, I think that's the benefit to logistics, though, because we don't work in a bank. We're not down in some government building. We can say shit and fuck if we have to. Like, we're with friends. And I mean, yeah, every show gets every show. Who you're talking to, though? You have yeah, to. Yeah, I made a post. You gotta read the room. I mean, you gotta know who you're talking to. You gotta know when is the time to to be kind of, you know, informal. And I mean, I think that in like in logistics, all of the people I've worked with for the longest amounts of time are people. Are you like, hey, what's going on, man? What are you doing? What's this? And then we talk about the freight and you know how was your weekend, kind of stuff. And I think yep. like a lot of new, I think it's the new people. They really kind of get a script, a general idea. 
of how to do their job and they just kind of stick really tight with that script and people are kind of scared to to kind of maybe be a human for a minute yeah i i that is probably it um one of my things um i don't call me selective <laughs> <laughs> don't forget too kyle uh when we're done on this subject kyle had a question too we'll we'll put up okay gosh i can only imagine yeah let's go um, through this one i mean for me i don't get bombarded with emails i have no input on this one like can we get emails what are you reading is there a subject line the only emails I get are, hey, your load's canceled. Shipper covered it with their own truck. So that's, that's about the only emails I get. Um, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't, I, I mean, I guess for me, you know, if you're going to send an email, you know what I mean? Like something that is going to, you know what I mean? Like, you know, again, catch my attention or like, like I said, I got an email asking about, or, you know what I mean? A message asking about a golden ticket for, you know what I mean? Willy Wonka. Um, I had one that, you know what I mean? Conversation that started, you know what I mean? Just right around Christmas time that said, you know what I mean? I hope you're, you know what I mean? Like, I hope Santa's like good to you or, you know, something along those lines. Just, you know what I mean? Like something like, I just don't I like mean... the generic, you know what I mean? Looking to cover your freight. Back. I have all trucks in the area. I can save you money. That's I have trucks in the area. I had one that Man, was sent today. You I was know what going I mean? through the the LinkedIn post today. Cause made it, and a bunch of people were talking about it. And like they were sending out prospect emails, like active shooter in the subject line. But it was like Steph Curry's on fire this season, and like yeah. one guy made it. It was like a bomb alert. You know, explosive savings on that your. That might get an open. I don't know if that's going to get a response. Yeah, yeah I don't they were know that I would. Hilarious yeah. subject lines, man. Like, I mean, and I, I guess to each their own, right? Some people might, you know what I mean, throw some funny little, you know what I mean, like you said, you know, active shooter or something like that out there. <laughs> I like this Your one. Amazon <laughs> I'd that probably might... click that one like, oh, shit, what did yeah, I order? Yeah. I forgot, you know what I mean? And, and that like, has a good open rate, right? That's like yeah, that one's actually, I like that one. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, let's let's touch to because you made a post on this and um i i think we would be bad if we didn't talk about this because i think it's something that's not talked about much but is freight bills so we obviously talk about some people come three four hundred dollars underneath everyone else um and then you made that post about sometimes the freight bill is much different than you know what the rate you were told and i personally don't think enough shippers audit their freight bills and look into you know is what was quoted actually what was billed um you know especially yeah I, I, if you want to touch on that because I, I think that's an important uh important topic i'll i'll touch on it i won't get into specifics on it um but um occasionally you know what i mean i'll have um on some you know what i mean full truck load sides you know i'll have um uh like a reway or just some other random weird you know what i mean charge that'll come through um and i'll i'll just email the broker i'm like what's this you know what i mean and um usually they're pretty good about you know oh shit, didn't you know didn't mean for that to slip through or you know whatever the case may be um <clears throat> my post was more geared on ltl what are you laughing at over there alex no no this was uh from the post that i was i read earlier today like with the subject like the, the funny subject lines uh this was like oh literally part of the post earlier today 
That would scare me to see that. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I don't think the active shooter where you live. I think the Amazon one is is the pretty Amazon good. But some of these other ones, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. Like, you're taking a risk, you know. Like somebody like me. Like for example, if I was a shipper and I saw active shooter and I click on it, it said Steph Curry's having a, like a fire season. Like, I would love to see something like that, you know. But yeah. most most people probably wouldn't <laughs> i think humor is good or but i think how you use it is don't know who the hell steph curry is so the email is completely pointless to them if you do your research you might know you know who you're sending it to you might know True. if they like you basketball know. and i mean matt's yeah. been pushing and every shipper pushes like do your research learn about people before you talk to us and, Oh, I mean, that's, that's every shipper we've had on is has said that. So I mean, I, I think it, I think it's you know like the email you were saying about the uh, the golden the broker that messaged you. But, uh, but this this is honestly like whoever's watching this. Like if you're a broker, I would I would start trying that one out because that's pretty wild. Like I mean, yeah, that probably has a high open rate. Like so, you were saying on the LTL side of things <laughs> is where uh, is where a lot of that a lot is of where that it comes in. Yeah, because so for. You know, for me, if I'm using, you know what I mean, a, a 3PL software or, you know what I mean, booking direct, right? I'm I'm quoting it out. Like, I am I can get a quote. It tells me what it is. If I put, you know what I mean, like, oh, they need a lift gate or, you know, oh, they need a, an appointment or something, right? I'm putting all this in and building my bill of lading based off of that. Um, for us, we, as soon as that shipment is picked up and I have a, a pro number, I put our pro number in the system and we're invoicing. So, you know, we invoice the second that it leaves our, you know, our facility. So nine times out of 10, you're not getting an LTL invoice bare minimum three to four weeks afterwards, right? Like it's got to go through its process. It's got to deliver. And then, you know, just everybody's process that they do. Um, so then when I get a bill that's different than what I had, you know what I mean, was quoted, um it you know throws a red flag for me and it makes me you know what i mean like look into well what's the difference here <clears throat> usually you know what i mean like i'll get a you know a reway and then the reway turns into a reclass which you know what i mean causes my you know what i mean my my bill to go up <clears throat> so when i ask you know hey can i get the documentation that goes behind that that's usually where our problems start um is when you know what i mean I don't personally feel that, you know what I mean? If I was quoted one thing and you're going to invoice me for something else, you better have damn good paperwork behind it to prove to me why I'm going to pay more. Um, and then asking, you know, hey, can I get that paperwork? Well, if you are invoicing me, you should have the paperwork. So you should be able to provide that at a relatively fast but, you know I mean, what I mean, turnaround. How, how big of a discrepancy does that, you know, usually go behind? Because if I was a broker and dealing with that, if it was like something negligible, we have a good relationship. I mean, I would We're kinda... talking LTL, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. So like how LTL, big of a, a difference? How big is of a difference? Usually? So like, if it's, like that, if, if it's I go to quote you something. If it's yeah. under $100 difference, we just pay it. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. have the time. I, I don't have, I'm not going to sit here and chase it, work. <laughs> but we're talking, we're talking some of these, you know what I mean? Some of these, I have a $700 difference. Yeah, but see, I'm that's gonna, my point. Like, I'm not gonna, just going to let it roll through. I'm going to question yeah. why am I being charged $700 more? And 
you know what I mean? Like I, I need a relatively quick turnaround as to why, because if it was something significant that, you know, I, I love my customers to death, but it's like, I call all of my customers ahead of time and I ask them, confirm their receiving hours. Do you need a lift gate? Did anything change? You know what I mean? Like I, I get all the specifics. So I build their order specifically to what they catered and asked me for. So if I get a customer who then gets charged for a lift gate, now I have to go back to the customer and say, but you specifically told me you didn't need a lift gate. Did you use the lift gate? And, and nine times out of 10, they're saying, no, I didn't use the lift gate. Uh, the driver backed up and might've dropped the load. You know what I mean? With the lift gate, because he had, you know what I mean? He had it on a lift gate truck and then just dropped the pallet for me. And I'm like, okay, but you signed for it with the lift gate marked. I, I can't dispute that. You but in my eyes, I didn't ask for the lift gate. My customer didn't need a lift gate. Who, who pays the fee, right? Like now I have to eat the fee because the shipper or the, the carrier's billing me for it. I don't feel that it's right to charge my customer when they didn't ask for a lift gate and they had a forklift or they had a dock or something, right? Like it's just not fair to charge my customer. So I end up eating that. You can only do that for so long before, you know what I mean? It's just not feasible. Yeah, that's a, that adds up too. I mean, if you're you're doing more LTL, so I mean, even $150 and that happens, you know, I don't know, a hundred times. I mean, that adds up to a lot of money if that's continually, right. continually happening. Right now we have about a $4,000 um, difference of, you know what I mean? Disputes out there on what we think it should be versus what we were billed that we're trying to, you know what I mean? Like deal with. So some people might just see that dollar amount and be like, Oh, it's not worth it. You know what I mean? And let it go. But that's not, that's not me. I'm that person that wants to look at that invoice and why, why am I being charged more? And then for me, it's a learning thing too. Like, how do I prevent that from happening again? You know what I mean? Did I enter dimension wrong? Did I, you know what I mean? Not check something that I should have checked, you know? So it comes down to communication. Like you said, the number one thing too. I mean, anytime the bill was going to be anything different, at least me as a broker, I mean, I communicate with the customer, Hey, X, Y, Z, you know, this is what the driver's wanting or this, is this okay? So there wouldn't be, you know, some surprise when they, you know, got the After invoice. the fact. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we had a couple on um, some full truckloads that driver had to go, you know what I mean? Reway a couple times. Um, was you know over on his axles and you know and everything else um and the closest scale house was like 30 35 minutes away um he had to go back twice and then we ended up having to like take you know what i mean some um some product off so when that carrier sent a notification you know what i mean like literally within a couple of hours hey you know what i mean you know they're asking for a little bit more or whatever hey that's fine i understand that you're asking right when it happened I was aware that you had to, you know what I mean, back and forth a couple of times. I get it. We didn't just have a smooth load and go. But when I get a, you know what I mean, a, a weight, you know, adjustment after it's delivered and then the invoice comes in a week and a half later. No. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> you know, like, I don't agree with that. So, yeah. um, but like you said, it's it's all communication. I mean, really, what what relationship isn't built around some sort of communication? <laughs> LTL has got to be a whole, a whole different game with, with, uh, you know, with those invoices and different things with reclassification, everything like that. I mean, do you, do you find too, on the sales side that you have a lot more salespeople from LTL carriers, 
uh, no. side? No, no, not. It's, it's predominantly like the big, you know what I mean? I shouldn't say big brokers, but it's, it's brokers. No, they say that they can do LTL, but you know what I mean? Their LTL is, you know what I mean? My version of, uh, like a partial truckload, you know what I mean? Not a LTL in the aspect of like an old dominion, you know what I mean? An SDs or somebody like that. You can't, it's hard to compete. I mean, one of my biggest customers, I mean, they did a thousand, LTL shipments a month. I never try. I he told me this once. He's like, "You're the only broker who has even attempted to get my LTL." And I was like, "Well, it's not really much of a point. I mean, you have tariffs. You have RNL who has a you know terminal right next to you. I'd be like wasting my time." And you know, he respected that. He said all these other brokers just would constantly try, but it's like you know, if you're not you know specialized in that, you're just you're just wasting your time. And don't get me wrong, I do. I mean, I have you know what I mean a three PL that I'll look at it and. Um, because occasionally their rate is cheaper than, you know what I mean, going direct. So I'll go with, you know what I mean, with that rate. It's the same carrier. It's picking up. If I'm going to get, you know what I mean, 20 bucks, 40 bucks cheaper. For me, it doesn't matter. I'm getting the invoice one way or another. So, you know what I mean? That In, in that case, it's, you know what I mean, it's fine. Um, but, yeah, the majority of the time, the the 3PLs, the, you know, or the brokers, if I'm direct with the carrier it's going to be hard pressed to get me to switch over and use you when I'm getting a better rate with going direct. And then I don't have to deal with your billing and your whatever I go direct and it cuts out, you know what I mean? All the middleman. Would you say that's your most difficult part of the job is dealing with invoices and billing, like the most frustrating part of your, of your job? Yeah. Yeah. What's the, what's the most fun parts? If you had to pick the uh, three most fun parts of, uh, you know, being a shipping manager, what, do, what would those be? The tin shack has to be number one. <laughs> yeah, number tin one shack job. number one. The tin shack with the plywood walls that are, like, <laughs> chipped. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, let's see. The three, I don't know. For me, a big part of, like, what I enjoy about my day is, you know what I mean, just being able to pick up the phone and, a, just talk with the customers or talk with, you know what I mean? Like my, you know what I mean? My handful of brokers that I'm using and, um, you know, and just have that, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Fun, you know, chit chat or whatever. Um, that definitely helps, you know what I mean? With some of the days, some of the days it's just like, you know, your mind is shot to shit, you know, by 10 AM because you walk into just, you know what I mean? Like a pile of, you know, crap to deal with. Um, um, I don't know what else fun random truckers who come in um that actually are fun to like engage with um some of them are just very cranky um you know i had one come in and he he came in he's like it's very cold here i'm like you're picking up in minnesota in january i mean yeah do you you have any truck drivers because uh i recently got on twitter a couple months ago and there's a big group of truck drivers that are convinced every broker is making 50% margins, 40%. And I'm like, you, I, you guys, I don't think you totally understand. The shippers are not allowing 40, 50% uh, you know, margins um, on that. And, I, and some of them say they go into shippers and try to ask the shipper you know, what the broker is paying. Um, and that's their their new strategy. Um, have you ever have you ever had that a truck driver come in and want to know what you paid the broker? Um, 
I've never had that. Um, I did have a trucker come in one time though. And, you know, I asked him where he was going so I could, you know what I mean? Make sure I give him the right paperwork. Um, and he didn't speak very good English. And so, you know, they pull up, he pulled up his rate con on his phone and you know what I mean? To show me like where he was going. Well, you know, the pricing shows up right there. Um, in that case, I did have a broker who was trying to make almost 50% off of me on that. No, but see, th there's this is kind of an industry thing. Um, that, that was a carrier, right? Who showed you that? Yep, it was the there's carrier. A chance, there's a chance that the broker has a margin and the carrier has a margin. So, like, you can't blame the broker fully for that. Like, there's uh, some bad practices where the carriers are cutting the rate cons. Too, she's so. talking about a rate con from a broker, Alex, I think. The no, broker, the, the rate con came from the broker. Like, it yeah. had the from broker's his email. Yeah, it was the broker's oh. like rate con <laughs> that he had sent to the carrier, and that's what the carrier was showing oh. me to pick up with, and oh. it was 50%. So the broker directly sent that Raycon to that driver that he was holding. Like, mm. Oh, God. I, I'm oh. guessing that do you still use that broker. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, hey, I mean, that, I that's a good way to absolutely like, yeah, and, that, and that's what I think a lot of carriers on Twitter, you know, don't understand. You know, if you're a broker doing that um unless you're this one individual who's a total special case the only one i've i've met but majority of shippers if they find that out i mean that's not a two-way relationship like you're going to be out the door you know immediately and there's tons of brokers you know coming into quote um you're not going to keep long business that way and you know in this broker's instance before i came into here into you know what i mean this position they hmm, how do i how do i word this um i think that our company was their cash cow you know what i mean because they got everything just handed to them they didn't you know what i mean nobody was looking elsewhere um prior to me coming in here so i i don't think that that broker thought that anybody would question him um, I mean, you never know with how shady trucking is, man. If like whoever, not like for your company specific, just in general, like you never know what shippers giving a broker this amount, and maybe he's kicking it back to him somewhere. You never right? know what like trucking you, is you just like, the wild west. Like you never know what's actually happening. They were yeah. taking advantage of your of your company basically before you came before in. Before I before I came in, yeah, and that's why I said like I. You know, I started here in, in the bookkeeping. Um, I was covering for, you know what I mean, a guy. Um, you know, I was kind of like a backup for him, like when he went on vacation and stuff. And I just, during that short time, I was like, why are you guys doing things this way? You know what I mean? You're paying more money. Um, and, you know, for our industry where, you know what I mean, like our, you know, our barrels, like, you know, like Alex said, we are hand cooperage. So, you know, our barrels are a premium. Like we feel like we have a very very high premium you know what i mean product i can't in good faith you know what i mean pay more and make a customer pay more for freight and just drive that price up because then what happens is they start going elsewhere to go find their barrels because they need to find them um, a lower cost because you know they need to balance themselves out so if i can you know what i mean help out with that freight cost 
um, and, you know, and try to save in some other areas to help lower our costs, it just ends up being more sales for us if we can lower the price. More sales for us means more freight that I'm kicking out the door. Like, it's just the cycle of, you know what I mean? Like, trying to help everybody out. Yeah, your management must have been really, really happy about finding that out. I mean, I'm sure your freight costs went way down. I mean, I had the funniest conversation once with a good friend of mine where we were talking um, just supply chain general topics. And we were like, oh, you know, Pepsi, McDonald's. Like, whenever somebody's like, how do we, like, as a company, save some money? It's like, cut it from the transportation costs. <laughs> like, it's just, that's just always like the transportation cost always seems like the place where, you know, the costs can be cut. Um, but like, it goes to a certain extent, you know, like, um, you are right. You know, if the, the transport's too high, then they're just going to find a barrel that might be worse quality, but you know, the shipping makes more sense. And, I so mean, for uh, me, cutting, you know what I mean? Like cutting that cost, right? If I'm going to a 3PL's website and I'm plugging in, you know, the pickup zip code, I'm, I'm plugging in all this information mm -hmm. and generating a, a price quote. And I can go direct to the carrier and you know what I mean on the LTL side and same system basically it might just look a little different and plug in all the same information and get a price to me that's that's a savings right like if I eliminate that that's a savings I'm not I'm not we already discussed I'm not that person that's going to try to go direct with full truckload stuff um a number one we can't guarantee when we're going to get something out if we have um a manufacturer if we have a production line if something happens on our production line and we you know what i mean all of a sudden can't produce the amount of barrels that we thought we were going to produce well now i don't have that load ready you know what i mean like i i can't i can't do that so i can't save on that side so yeah as a company i'm going to try to save where i can um to help you know what i mean to help that out i wouldn't say transportation was our first you know what i mean like line of defense to cut out but if it's an obvious one you know what i mean um yeah you know even if it only saves you know what i mean ten thousand dollars for the company it's still ten thousand dollars no do you, do you uh, see that that broker who was doing that taking advantage does do they still try to call you to this day try to get that business Not back Not so they, they, they got the message at least they knew they knew um uh he he knew what my experience was coming into this um he was well aware of what i was capable of um i gave him a couple chances to try to you know what i mean like lower things like hey help me help you you know what i mean like kind of a thing um and it it just never you know what i mean like amounted to that um and so yeah i just stopped I mean, where do you guys where do you see yourself you know where does the company see themselves how are you guys kind of what's your next one two years looking like um well the good thing about us is that um you know yes we are a hand cooperage but we are trying to um automate some processes so that we can you know what i mean produce some more barrels so we can you know what i mean get some more sales um you know, we are shipping, you know, worldwide. We do have a couple customers, you know what I mean, overseas that are looking for some more products. So um, that's kind of neat, you know what I mean, for us to, to see. But um, the other, you know what I mean, flip side to that is, is white oak. There's a shortage of white oak. 
so you know what I mean like it's really hard to you know what I mean for us and in, in our industry I mean for for what I know I'm not you know what I mean on the production side of it um just a little tidbits that I've you know what I mean heard or whatever but you know what I mean obviously if there's um continues to be you know what I mean like a dwindling you know what I mean shortage of white oak well then there's gonna be a dwindling you know what I mean shortage of barrels coming out too you gotta yeah. have something to you know put in to put out I mean, you're like niche to the point where it's like you guys can't just become a million barrel a week company. Like, there's obviously, you know, like the the hand part of it and the just the raw material side of things. So. In order for us to be able to ship, uh, you know what I mean, like to to double our size or anything like that, hey, we gotta have more space. I don't I don't have enough space in in you know what I mean in our two warehouses that we have here. At one point over the winter time, we had 14 semi trailers used as storage in our you know what I mean. Cause we were that busting at the seams with, you know what I mean? Barrels because we would, you know, build an order for, you know, somebody and then, you know, shit happens with customers. You know what I mean? They had a production issue or whatever, and then they wouldn't take their barrels. So we were sitting on a lot of barrels for a while. Um, so. It's, it's always ever, ever changing. Um, well, I know we've, uh, we've kept you on for an hour Let's and 15 wrap minutes. It up. Is there any, uh, uh, is there any other, topics you uh you know, wanted to touch on or anything else you wanted to say before we uh you kind of wrap it up no i thank you guys for having me on here it's pretty cool yeah that was cool. a lot of a lot of fun uh what uh troy said do you have any merch trucker hats kicking around the, the office i don't i don't no <laughs> we have hats <laughs> we have hats i just don't have have extra not, not here uh -huh. yeah i have two in my truck but i don't have any in my in my own, you know, yeah, next you to made desk. me really want to have a nice bourbon after this. I don't have any, and the stores are all closed over here, so it'll maybe have to wait till till the weekend. But <laughs> all closed? How are they closed? Where are you at? Oh, I'm overseas. It's uh, almost eleven oh. by time. Oh goodness! Yeah. It's it's late uh late at night with the uh with the time zone. Well, uh, enjoy the rest of your week, Becky, and uh, thanks again Thank for coming you. on. It was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of people yeah. uh, must have. You know, like the show because we got a lot of comments hey, here. So. Last one, one to wrap it up. If if you even drink, I'm not sure. Do you even drink? I don't. I don't. But I have um tried one of our customers, uh, Brother Justice. They're down there in um in the cities. I don't know if you've ever heard of them, Matt. Um, uh, I don't. I don't know the specifics of what it is, but they have a whiskey that tastes like um like those butterscotch candies. That's oh, pretty dang good. Yeah, that sounds that sounds nice. <laughs> it's good. I, I had just a little bit, but it was tasty. Well, thanks for coming on. It was nice to meet you. Uh, maybe, you know, I, I think we're connected now on LinkedIn. Um, I think you let me through. Knowing I that did. I let you through without even a message. I was like, okay, I mean, I'm going to do the show with him. It's only fair. Yeah, I should have I said, hey, I'm, you know, I should have introduced myself. Now I know you got me thinking in the future. Uh, it was not to be those anonymous connection requests. So. Yeah. It was pretty funny. We had one uh, guest on the show, and I, I won't say who, but... Alex was trying to look him up ahead of head of the show and couldn't find him. And I think Alex was blocked by our by our guest. Yeah, I think I, I'm a pretty polarizing figure, and uh, I think it, it may. Did you it say something that might not have sat well? It, it may be did, possible yes. that I've interviewed somebody I can't even talk to on social media. <laughs> Uh, well, that's a good thing. I I do the majority of uh, majority of the guests. Um, <laughs> The but uh, I'll take that as a win. At the end of the conversation, he thanked me for my time, and you know, and uh, we didn't.
communicate further because we can. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good, uh, it was good though. Um, well, yeah, thanks again, Becky, and uh, enjoy. Uh, hopefully, we keep getting warm weather so we can spend more and more time yes. outside of Minnesota. Let's hope I'm so. Looking forward to, to more, see you more guys. weather, and I can get in that side by side. You guys Sounds out good. there in Minnesota with the pictures. Yep. All right. Have Thank a good you, one, Becky. Becky. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Well, let's wrap it up quick. Thank you, HD Ships. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Becky. I got flat tire problems that I got to go jump to. <laughs> All right. You get your flat uh, flat tires fixed, and uh, we'll see you Friday. We got a really fun show lined up Friday, guys. We got uh, Samantha Jones, Sarah Barnes, Grace Sharkey, uh, Blyce, Whitney coming on. We have four or five um, women podcasters and content producers, and they're all coming on at once. And we're going to talk podcasting, women in logistics, content. Um, it's going to be a really fun show. I just hope Alex can handle having six people on the screen. Um, I told him he's got to talk a little less when we have six people on. So, yeah, I mean, we got to just kind of kind of let it be how it is. Anyways, man, I got to go deal with the trucks. Enjoy your Wednesday night. All right. And we'll talk Friday. You too. Bye.